When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another stat show. It is Mick, and I'm joined once again by Optus Mike Reed. How are you doing, lad? Yeah, all all good, Mick. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. We keep the we keep the wind train going. We keep the stats win, stats wind train. It's amazing. This it really is. We should have done this earlier in the season. <laughs> we, might have, we might have gone for the title then. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Well, if if we keep doing it for the end of the season, it keeps happening, and then. I mean, it's got to come to a halt at some stage, but I think, oh, yeah. if, well, we'll see. If we just win, we might win every game next year. If we carry on, we'll just have to have a look. <laughs> <I can imagine. laughs> um, but yeah, this one's obviously all about the Leicester win, which was a, a very, very good win. Some some lovely stats coming out of out of that one, obviously with Jones getting a couple of couple of great goals and Trent getting an absolutely world class goal. I'd, I'd probably say Jones's second as well was was up there for like yeah, first yeah. and hit absolutely class. But uh, I just thought we'd start with Curtis Jones because we've talked about him a couple of times like over the over recent weeks about him starting like the most amount of games in a row that he has on the Liverpool for Liverpool yeah. and the fact that he's shown loads of energy, creativity, um, all the stuff you need in that left centre mid. Uh, role um, to be fair, and he's shown it pretty much every every time he's got onto the pitch for Liverpool recently. Which is mm. which when it coincides with Liverpool doing well, it's always loads more noticeable. It's always loads nicer to read about. Uh, but the one that you sent me over was about his um, min- minutes to goal involvement, which is pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. So I, what I did is I looked at the other midfielders currently Liverpool sort of currently have. So yeah, Oxley Chamberlain, Kater. Elliot, Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho, those sorts of players. And he's actually, in terms of under Klopp, second for minutes per goal involvement of all those players behind uh, Oxley chamberlain But I think you've got to mention with Vox, he's obviously played a lot in the front three um, in, in various sort of positions in his uh, time at, at Liverpool. So I think you can sort of forgive Curtis Jones being slightly behind him there. But, but yeah, so he, he averages a goal or assist every... 246 minutes, uh, 11 goals, 10 assists in 94 games, but he's only made sort of, uh, I think it's 50, 58 starts. So he's quite low for the starts in terms of his, his appearances. So it helps when his minutes per goal involvement there. But um, yeah, I think ultimately of those Liverpool midfielders and obviously with Oxley even in the summer, he's definitely the one you would look to and say he's the most likely to provide a bit of fight end product 
mainly in the in the in the final sort of third of the pitch, that that final shot. And I think it's funny because a couple of his goals recently have been quite similar. There was the one against Tottenham and the one his first against Leicester where he was at the back post sort of coming in on it you know, to a cross, one from Alexander Arnold, one from Salah. And I think that's something Liverpool have worked on where, you know, you've got that right-hand side combination with Henderson, Salah, Alexander-Arnold. They'll work the space to create the ball. Diaz then tucks inside to drag the full-back with him. And then Jones occupies that sort of wide space. And twice he's obviously scored from it in terms of Salah getting the ball in the box, Alexander-Arnold getting the ball in the box. So that's something I think Liverpool clearly worked on. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's pretty good for... Curtis Jones as well, it suits his game because he's, he's good at getting breaking into the box. That sort of, you know, you look at what Lampard used to do as a midfielder all those years ago, that, that that defining role of breaking into the box late from midfield. I think Curtis Jones is capable of that. Um, so, yeah, it's, he's just had a great run and, um, you know, long may it continue. And it certainly helps when Liverpool have been struggling midfield all season that he's now sort of emerging and, and getting his best run of games in the team. Yeah, and he, he gets two in, in three minutes and I think it was um I think it might have been Andrew Beasley on Twitter put up something quite quite funny because it's like um pretty much not long after the second goal there was a chance where um, we break away and it ends up with Gakpo having a shot and Jones is basically behind yeah. him lining up going give it to me. Um but like he was talking about like Sadio Mane's like Hatrick um, like time record and that probably never ever getting beat because of yeah. the delays with VAR. Obviously, the second one took quite a while <laughs> yeah, to true. draw the lines and whatever else. But that, yeah. I thought that was quite interesting. That Sadio Mane probably made up that VARs came in because his record will probably <laughs> yeah. be safe forever because yeah. there's always going to be a VAR check on everything these days, isn't he? It's a good, it's a good point, that yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I was dying just during that game. I was absolutely dying for him to get a third. I think a couple of times he was on the edge of the box, yeah. and I was like, just, just, just doing Everton, ping it back post off, off the, off the uh, right in the postage stamp or whatever. But um, yeah, it didn't didn't happen in the end. But like like you mentioned, getting two goals, his form um, kind of coinciding with Liverpool doing doing really well. And like I said the stats there, like only Ox being ahead of him, and like Ox, we were talking about Ox and Milner and stuff late, um, leaving later. So. In terms of like that table, if you take out people that are leaving, it's it's Jones and Elliot at the at the top of it. Yeah, so yeah. quite uh, good for us going forward to hopefully mm. uh, maybe get Harvey Elliott back into the team as well next season. I'm sure to get a lot of opportunities. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, um, but let's move on a little bit then to um, Salah Salah time. We always have a Salah time or Salah session every week because <laughs> it's he is the guy, he is the stats guy. He is always yeah. what you, you have to speak about. Um, but we were just talking about before we started recording about like the Premier League nominees for Player of the Season, and um, Mo Salah wasn't in it, and mm. he wasn't in the PFA one either. I don't know if they're different or whatever. I just kind of lose interest in the whole thing, to be honest. But he wasn't in it, and I, we were talking before about like what what does what does Salah need to do to get in it? Like Rashford's yeah. in it, so you, so you just need to be an, anonymous for two two seasons and then then up your game and all of a sudden you're back in it or <laughs> yeah. because just because your levels dropped slightly and the, the team levels drop slightly you don't get put in it i just found it mad i don't think it's the end of the world and i don't think salah will care that much to be honest he's more about like goal records and whatever else and yeah. obviously winning titles for liverpool but i still think it's i still think it's funny it is it is a funny one isn't it well he's Third for goal involvements in the Premier League this season, behind obviously Haaland's runaway ahead. Kane's then on 30, 27 goals, three assists, but then Salah's on 29 with 19 goals, 10 assists. But minutes per goal involvement, he's actually better than Kane. 
It's just, just slightly ahead of him. So, um, yeah, Saka's then down on 24, 13 goals, 11 assists. Rashford, 21, 16 goals, 5 assists. So, Rashford is 8 behind Salah. And again, minutes per goal or assist is nowhere near Mo Salah. So, I can't really explain that one because obviously Man United are only one place above Liverpool in the table, but obviously the difference is Champions League, Europa League. But yeah, it sort of feels like Rashford had that good January, February, but a lot of his goals came in sort of other competitions. He's got a lot of goals in the Europa League and the FA Cup this season where Man United had good runs. Um, but yeah, it's just strange that I think I think the reason I think we've said it every week I've been on in this run about Salah is we've got to mention these records he breaks and these his stats and where he ranks historically in Liverpool and in the Premier League and all this because you know the things like this because clearly the Premier League or the PFA or whoever haven't seen him for what he's done this season they don't think he's been worthy of the credit that. You know, on this show, we've tried to give him, and loads of Liverpool fans will try to give him. But I just, I just feel like he's sort of, he's set to a, a bar that is higher than anybody else other than maybe Haaland in the in the league, really. Because what what more could he have done this season in a Liverpool team that has struggled? I mean, he's missed a couple of penalties. So you could say should he have scored those, but he probably still wouldn't have been in the team, the nominations, even if he'd have got them. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really strange one to be honest that he just gets admitted yeah it is it's constantly baffling because i mean like we said we always always bang the salad drum um necessarily because like you said you need to i don't know weirdly spread the awareness that's most yeah. is an absolute genius for some weird reason no not everyone knows it which i just find crazy and and another one that you, you sent me over was um uh getting to 10 premier league assistants the fourth time mm-hmm. Um, he's he's got ten, um, ten Premier League assists and scored and ten in in, yeah. in a Premier League season. And there's only, um, only others to do that four times. Are, are three three good players, aren't they? Or three pretty good, yeah. pretty good players. So the first one to do it was Cantona, who obviously won multiple titles with Man United, and he was probably their sort of linchpin a, a, a attacking player in that sort of era in the early nineties, mid nineties. Uh, Frank Lampard, um. Who again being that midfielder that we spoke about with Jones, that ability to break into the box, but also his creativity was pretty good as well. And Wayne Rooney, who is up there for goals and assists in in both metrics, top, one of the top scorers, one of the top assisters in Premier League history. Rooney did it five times actually, 10, 10 goals, ten assists, five times. So that's one for Salah to get equal next season. Another ten goals, ten assists. But um, yeah, um, so Salah to join that group of players: Cantona, Lampard, Rooney, Salah. It's it's an unbelievable list. Um, if he gets one more goal, he's obviously on 19 goals, he'll be on 20 goals, 10 assists. And it would be the third time he, he, he's done that. And no other player has done it three times. So if he can get one more goal in this last um, two games, he'll be the first player to get 20 goals, 10 assists in three different Premier League seasons. You know, Thierry Henry is the only other one on, with him on two. So we're talking about the elite of the elite. You know, I'd probably call... Henri, the greatest Premier League player of all time in terms of his Premier League record. And Salah is not that far off him, really, in terms of some of the records. And that's when he could potentially eclipse him in. Um, so, yeah, we do have to keep banging the drum. I'll keep banging it against a brick wall and saying his stats. I'll keep tweeting them and saying them on here and stuff. But it needs saying because, you know, you, you don't want to then 
when he leaves, think, oh, I wish I'd appreciate Mo Salah more because he is just one of the best players Liverpool have ever had. Yeah, wow. If he can, if he can, so yeah, one more goal and he's yeah eclipsed. Yeah, he's just. I mean, when he's getting le- like when you mention him in the same breath of the players that we've just mentioned them and then potentially eclipsing yeah. the Henrys of the world, who I agree was one of potentially the best in terms of like just all round game. And he wasn't just a, it wasn't just like a a bagsman. He was an all round beast, yeah. like assists and whatever else. Yeah, Henry yeah. once got twenty goals and assists in the in the same season. He's the only player to do that. Yeah. He got- 20 assists and 20 goals in the same season is incredible in the Premier League. He's, yeah. I think he'll probably remain forever the only player to ever do that. That is an unbeatable record. <laughs> yeah, similar, probably similar to the Mane uh, hat-trick record. That'll probably stay yeah. For, yeah. for probably another 100 years. Um, no that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and if, like you said, if he does certain stuff like that, and we were talking about last week about him like getting... Yeah, getting into like the thirty goals every season. If he does it again next year, he's the, he'll be the first Liverpool player to mm-hmm. to do it for four years in a row. And it's just like you've got to, yeah, just banging a drum for how just how good how good he's doing things in a in especially in a season that Liverpool have been pretty <laughs> horrific for for <laughs> most of it. We've only recently yeah. started to to turn the screw, but Salah's remained a constant. Threat, albeit even if Liverpool haven't been playing well, he's always been there to, to to get some goals. And like you mentioned before, probably should have had a couple more with the penalties. Um, but yeah, let's move on to a little bit to to um, to Trent um, because I mentioned before, like Jones got two goals. Um, Trent got the, the, the I was going to say the free kick, but I suppose it was a, I suppose just a normal goal technically because Salah yeah. Salah touches it. I think it's go to... down as a direct free kick. Opta gave it direct free. Oh really? Kick. I think I think it depends on the sort of position where the wall is. So if he still has to beat the wall, they would oh, count right. it as a direct free kick, and he still had to beat the wall basically. Even even from the flick, the wall was still in the way between him and the goal. If if, it, if the ball had gone too far and it meant he had a clear sight of goal away from the wall, I think they'd have said it's not a free kick. But because he still had the wall to beat, and my God, he beat it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, considered a direct free kick. Oh, well, that's good then, because yeah, I think it's just one of them where he's just hit it. Because I think the the one the similar one he scored against um, Chelsea a few years ago, that was yeah, yeah. way closer. And I think he had like... And I think it was Kepper in goal, so... Not the Chelsea fans say like Kepa tax if Kepa's in goal, like this, it's an easier goal or whatever. But this one was just absolutely, yeah, just nearly took the roof of the net off. Um, yeah. and and you sent me over like an interesting one about only Haaland and Salad have um have got more Premier League goal involvements than mm-hmm. Trent since um, the Arsenal game, which yeah. is, I mean, when you think Haaland's a robot, scores shitloads yeah. of goals. Salah's also recently turned on. Yeah. Turn up the amount of output that he's been getting. That's that's pretty impressive as well, isn't it? Yeah, so the list is Salah's got 10. So this is since the Arsenal game. I've gone from them because that's when Liverpool sort of tweaked the style. So Alexander Arnold was more tucked inside and Robertson maybe hangs back and into a back three often. So we've gone from then when Liverpool did that, made that little tweak to the system. And yeah, so Alexander Arnold has one goal and, and six assists in that time. Uh, Mo Salah has seven goals, three assists, all of the assists were against Leicester, of course, but um, and then Haaland, who six goals, two assists. So they're the only ones of both Trent Alexander and his level with Callum Wilson. There's Diogo Jota in there as well in that list. Obviously, he's, he had a really good April. He got 
two goals in back-to-back games. But yeah, so for, for Trent to be in that sort of list when he's definitely the least attacking-minded of those sort of um, players. Um, and you could say he's obviously top of English players, joint top of Callum Wilson. So Southgate were watching the Leicester game. I wonder if it, he'll pay any attention or if he'll continue to ignore um, <laughs> Alexander Arnold because yeah, he's so he's he's, he's found his his form in this position. I think he, I think it comes quite naturally to him. I think he's quite happy in that in that um, in that role. I think he gets a lot more of the ball, and that's probably the most important thing for him. Is he's the kind of player you want to have as much of the ball as you possibly can. I think Liverpool over the years, even when he's been an out-and-out right-back, have been pretty good at getting him the ball anyway and making sure he can dictate games from that position. But in this role, it's even more sort of natural that he can do that and it's bearing fruit in the, the goals and assists as well. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like 17 goal contributions in eight games for, for Salah and Trent. That is, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's a big reason why Liverpool have been excellent in the in the last eight games on seven, seven wins and eight games um but yeah i just feel like yeah it's, it's craziness how how good that is and like you said with Trent being inside and getting on the ball more showing more of what he's capable of in in, in the areas that because i think i don't know if people were a little bit hesitant about him going into that role because it's kind of been i suppose talked about for a while about like is Trent gonna move him move into midfield and blah 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 and it's been talked about for ages so the fact that he's doing it and actually excelling yeah. in it in it and you can see yeah it was funny to see Southgate's face like what's he gonna do like I don't care about England at all but it'd be interesting yeah. to see like the next team is he gonna pick him and put him in midfield and potentially mm-hmm. that'll that'd be interesting he's done it before hasn't yeah. he he put him in midfield and then Klopp said well you put him in the wrong midfield role I think he has to be in <laughs> yeah. a deeper role he sort of put him in a, a number eight where he had to get forward more it meant he had yeah. no space so it was, it was yeah Baffling, really. <laughs> like I say, I'm quite happy for him to not be in England squad because it means he gets a two-week rest every so often. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just feel like I'm I'm vaguely interested, like one percent, probably or less than, just to see what he does, just to see if he if he if he puts him into like those that deeper position that we're seeing him in because he's basically dropping in as a six, and it's still I still have to do a double take sometimes where I see Trent dropping into those positions because it's so. It just seems so alien to see number sixty six just in between the two back back fours. But um Yeah. Yeah, the numbers the numbers speak for themselves and his performances speak for themselves and the, and the goal against Leicester, yeah, just capped off what was an amazing run and hopefully we can get a a couple of more goal involvements. I'm sure he will before the end of the season. Um and speaking of the end of the season, we've got the last game at um Anfield on Saturday against Villa, um, which is gonna be I mean, it's the every game, the last every time, every season, last game of the season is always a good one anyway. But I feel like now that we've got this bit of run of form and a bit of momentum, it's going to be a there's a lot riding on it, especially with tonight against uh, Newcastle and uh, Brighton. What happens on, at the end of that one, and see if we can yeah. whatever happens. But um, yeah, saying goodbye to it was confirmed yesterday by Liverpool that we already knew about Firmino, but we didn't we didn't know it was confirmed about Milner and. Uh, Oxley Chamberlain and Cater, so it's going yeah. to be a, it's going to be an emotional day all round. If Liverpool can top her off with a win, it'll be a nice little um, a nice little doffing of the cap to to those four lads that are that are going yeah. to be leaving at the end of the season. Yeah, and obviously, it's, I think it's clear that Firmino has been pictured in training this week, so it looks like Touchwood. I mean, he probably won't start given he's had this time out. He's probably not fit enough to start, but it, it, you'd like to think he'll get his last sort of run out on the, on the Anfield pitch in front of the, the crowd. And Milner's been coming on as a sub 
basically or for the last few weeks anyway. So Milner will probably play. Not sure on Ox and Cater. It depends how, how the game goes, I suppose, if they'll get any minutes. But they'll all get the farewell. Uh, and I think they've all sort of been a key part of this amazing success Liverpool have had in the last sort of five, six years under Klopp. You know, they've won every trophy, all of them at Liverpool, the Champions League, Premier League, League Cup, FA Cup, Super Cup, Community Shield, they've won them all. Um, so in Milner and Firmino, they've actually played in all those finals as well, uh, plus the even the Europa League going back to Klopp's first season. So they've literally played every single major final Klopp's had those two. Um, there's not many players in Liverpool's history have played as many different major finals as they have. So, um, yeah, I think they're, those two in particular obviously have been quite mainstays of the Klopp team. I think for Oxlade-Chamberlain, one thing I would say is, in his sort of credit, is a lot of people forget when Liverpool won the league 2019-20, that's the season Oxlade-Chamberlain played more than any other season he has for Liverpool. And he was really good, really important to the team that season. I think his role in basically Liverpool winning the league is often forgotten, but he was a really important part of that team then. And he'd just come back from the injury and to be that good was was really, really good. So I think, you know, for, for Ox in particular, um, I think he deserves to be remembered really fondly for that. I said to you before we sort of started recording about Cater, that he actually has the best Premier League win rate of any Liverpool player with 50 or more Premier League appearances, which... Not many will believe, but he's just been that <laughs> irregularly in the team. So his first season, 2089, that's the season he played the most. And since then, he's never played as many minutes as, as he did that season. So it's kind of like ever since then, that season he was great. And Liverpool obviously got 97 points, but he's just had that those injury issues. But his record on the pitch in terms of that win rate is, is absolutely class, really. And so you can't really argue against that. But and again, this season he's not played too many games but um yeah i think they all deserve a fitting farewell because they have all won it all with liverpool and um they've all had some great moments with liverpool and and you know i think so they'll all be missed particularly you know like Firmino for me is the, the most emotional one that that sort of 15 minute rendition of his song season you're yeah. um in the leicester game was absolutely brilliant um, I had mates text me who didn't even support Liverpool going, that's amazing. Like, I, I wish I could have, I was Googling the lyrics to try and join in and things like that. And yeah, so it will be an emotional one on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's quite, what I think is quite like fitting as well as like, like you said, Milner and Milner and uh, Firmino both signed in June of 2015, um, yeah. basically like two weeks apart, I think, or three weeks apart. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be leaving at the same time. So they've been through everything. They've been, Absolutely, because I, I think like in terms of like what you're seeing on like Twitter and stuff, it seems like a Bobby. Obviously, Bobby's getting a lot of the focus because he's kind of created like a, a false nine role in a, a certain way for Liverpool, and he's kind yeah. of done it to the letter. And there's been loads of saw like a few quotes from Andy Robbo saying like he's been amazing to play with, and I'm sure there'll be loads more until Saturday, up until Saturday and, and long after the players saying how good how he'd like to find like a new role and whatever, but I feel like Milner is like hasn't played as much recently as he's been getting older, but still in terms of like p- providing energy coming off the bench, scoring key goals penalties, like there's mm-hmm. been so many times where I always think back to that Leicester game where he, where Marnie gets fouled and he he, gets, he stick, stands up and, um, yeah. and, and sticks in the back of the net and that was like a 
I think that at that time as well, it, that felt absolutely huge as well. That game, it was certain times like that where you just needed Millie to step up, just even just putting in a tackle, just getting the energy up. Yeah. He's always done stuff like that, and it might seem small a lot along the way in the grand scheme of things in terms of what Liverpool have won and got on to do, but he's played an absolutely pivotal role, and he deserves yeah. as much as much fanfare as Bobby for me. Um, and I agree with you that like with Oxley Chamberlain, he's been, he's had so many. Great, like good seasons. I suppose two, two or three good seasons, but that he's been. I think he's been blighted by so many injuries. I think it's different to Cater, where he's had a, some good moments, but he's, he's. I suppose he's been severely unavailable when you needed him. I think that's yeah. the thing as well. It's similar to Oxley Chamberlain, like niggling injuries here and there. But I think like I just like the synergy with like that Milner and Firmino, June two thousand fifteen to um, the end of twenty twenty three. I just like that because I just feel like. Klopp keeps talking about as well, like it's going to be like a new Liverpool, and I feel like the the four of them leaving, like now we've got what seven, number seven, number eight, number nine, number ten, all available. Yeah, uh, it's going to be that. I think even that because I'm a I'm a big nerd and into me like squad numbers and that, so I feel like yeah. that's going to be an interesting one. Who we um who we fit into? What do you reckon? Seven? Who do you reckon? Seven, eight, nine, and ten. I, th- I can actually see Diaz changing or Nunes might well take. Some, maybe even Gakpo, I don't know, because certainly it was happened in the past with Mane and Firmino. When Firmino was 11, he went to 9, Mane was 19, went to 10. So they might do some in-house changes there. And I can certainly see Diaz and Nunez getting getting a change, maybe. Um, I mean, obviously Salah will stay as 11, but but, but with Gakpo, Nunez and Diaz, you could possibly, maybe even Jota, you could possibly see them changing. But then, yeah, um, I think... You know, the number seven is an interesting one in terms of is it an attacking number? Is it a, mid, um, a midfield number? Would you who would you sort of give that to? Milner's had it, Suarez had it. Uh, so it's it's one of them. Which position would you give that to? Would, will it, would it be a new midfield signing? The number eight is obviously Steven Gerrard, so that holds a lot of weight. Which um, you know, Cater obviously hasn't quite lived up to, to that sort of, of level, but um, yeah. That's definitely a midfield position you would expect. Um, so whether it would be, there's obviously links to so many midfielders, but there's McAllister and Mount are probably the two strongest links. Whether one of them would take that number, we don't know. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be it will be interesting that to be fair, because um, those are quite significant numbers to have available in the in the squad. Yeah, and especially like you said, the history behind some of those numbers. Like I always find that. I don't know, it hasn't bothered me that Milner's been seven, but I've always thought like it should always be like a I don't know, like a winger or like a um a yeah. striker, like Suarez, obviously that was like a bit iconic having him, is it? But like I just feel like some of the numbers we've had over the years, like like Wine Alden being number five irritated me so much, <laughs> I can't tell you. That's like that's a centre half number for me, and he's like yeah. Bar- Barros number five, that was even worse. Oh, um, that was terrible. Yeah. Striker is fine. Like... William Gallas having ten for <laughs> Back, yeah. <laughs> back in the day, he was number ten as a centre half, which that definitely took some. I had to adjust my set every time I saw him on the TV. Like, are you sure? Yeah, didn't didn't they have um? It was like Bularoo's number nine as well. They had some mad something, one, something well. like that. Yeah. yeah, I think there was one. I can't remember who it was. There was an Italian Italian player. I think he wanted the number nine, but it was unavailable. So he got eighteen, but then he put a little plus in the middle, so it was one plus eight, as if he was number oh my nine. God. Yeah, either either that or people like players do like nine, just go ninety nine now, don't they? It's like the nine yeah, available, yeah. so they have ninety nine. It's like that's oh, you just... do what Balotelli does, and he got forty five because it's four plus five or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, some some of the thinking behind them is a bit mad, but yeah, <laughs> some some massive numbers off for grabs for Liverpool this yeah. this summer. It's going to be interesting to see if Diaz fancies it or Nunes fancies a, a change mm-hmm. to number nine. Maybe potentially that'll be. I don't know if that'll give. I don't know. It might put more pressure on, them, but it might just be like right. I'm fucking. I'm Liverpool's number nine here, so let's, yeah. let's get cracking. So it can uh, work either I way. It'd be up to him, wouldn't it? Klopp yeah. will ask him. I'm sure. So do, do you want it? Because I don't think Klopp really cares. I think Klopp will sort of say. If you want it, it's yours. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely some some stuff to think about in the in the summer. I mean, that's like fairly menial stuff, but I mean, I'm interested in it. I'm sure there's a few like nerds. I was going to say weirdos. Then I'm sure there's a few nerds that are interested I'm in squad numbers. <laughs> <laughs> nerds slash weirdos. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mike, we can leave it there. Then loads of good stuff there. Nice one nice as one, usual Mike. for um, for jumping on. Like I say every week, if you're not following. Mike on Twitter, then go and do it. It's at Michael underscore read 11. There's always good stuff, so go and give him a follow on there and support him as well, because um, he always takes the time to jump on here with me, so go and give him some support <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a big game against Villa coming up. We've got Southampton as well, which I feel like seems like it's on paper, it's it's will be sorted, but I just feel like they've got they'll be wanting to give their fans something nice to go away with, like saying goodbye to the Premier League. They might just be like, well, fuck it. Let's just put a spanner in the works and fuck Liverpool no season up. No <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we'll try and do another show next week, especially if uh, Liverpool do 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 the business against Villa and we kind of get closer, hopefully, fingers crossed, after tonight's match with uh, Newcastle and Brighton. But, uh, yeah, nice one, Mike, as usual. Nice one, everyone, to listen. As usual, appreciate the support. And, yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. Podcast Network.